My name is Patrick Sullivan, and welcome to Enkindle Family Scripture Reflections. Today, we'll be looking at the readings for the third Sunday in Lent, March 12th, 2023. Let's begin with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, you are good and gracious. You give to us everything that we need. You sustain us in all we do. And so you call us to a life of greatness and excellence. God, we ask that you give us the grace to step away from that which keeps us from you. Help us to always seek you in everything we do so that we may give you glory in all things. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Food and drink are really important images throughout really the entire Bible. We see the widow of Zarephath gain access to what is essentially an endless store of flour and oil when she entertains Elijah. Even Jesus' first miracle was to produce wine for a wedding feast. In fact, one of the most common images that Jesus uses to describe heaven is a banquet. And of course, he, he gives to us the most blessed sacrament. It, under the form of bread and wine, we taste heaven. So food and drink are important in the Bible. And in today's reading, drink, especially water, is going to play a, a large role. Now, as we progress through Lent, right, you might be fasting yourself from some component of food or drink. Maybe you've given up sweets or snacks between meals. Maybe you've given up meat entirely or just a favorite food. Maybe it's milk or sugar in your coffee or soda, dessert at the end of the day, some combination of it. Maybe instead of food, maybe you're fasting from social media, something we don't necessarily eat, but we do consume. And after all, like food, we can choose to put good things into our body, or we can choose to put in harmful things. And so during Lent, we separate ourselves in an intentional way from these comforts. The idea is that when we do so, we can see with more clarity what is good and what is harmful so that we can begin to make better choices about what we consume. Ultimately, of course, we remove these physical comforts so we can grow closer to God. As we fast, there's an element of, of physical hungering and physical desire. If you've given up snacking in between meals, you're going to notice suddenly how much time there is between breakfast and lunch and lunch and dinner. If you have given up meat for Lent, you're going to notice how delicious and how much you want to grab the hamburger or the chicken fingers for lunch. So these physical hungers, though, are not for their own sake. We're not giving up chocolate for the sake of chocolate or coffee for the sake of coffee, but rather these physical hungers, they point us to a deeper spiritual reality. If I hunger for a specific snack, how much more might I hunger for the Lord? 
Now, in our, our first reading, we begin to see this play out. The scene opens up with the Israelites in the desert. They're complaining for want of water. And at face value, we can sympathize with that as they're, right, they're wandering through the desert. So desiring water makes sense. But for context, the Israelites had just been freed from slavery. They had just seen God perform the mightiest of miracles. They were physically liberated from bondage. So we say, like, what, what more? What more do you want? Apparently, the answer was a refreshing gulp of water, which again, you'd say, okay, at face value, get it. You're in the desert. You want some water. But what they begin to do is not only desire water, they begin to say, you know, back in Egypt, we had access to this and more. We had access to comfortable things. Maybe, maybe slavery wasn't that bad. And of course, that's an absurd idea. But when we give up things and when we try to make a change for, a, for the better, sometimes old habits suddenly become appealing in new and, and sometimes twisted ways. But the Hebrews at this point, the Hebrews are free. They are liberated. But they have a desire to go back into captivity because the food is better. They're willing to, to purchase food with their actual freedom. So consider, maybe you, you're trying to give up social media for Lent. And consider the freedom that you have right now. Like you're free from the grips of social media. It might be difficult, right? But there is, there's real freedom that comes in not scrolling through this set of mind numbing posts. But here's the thing. When you're, when you're waiting online to grab food or to check out to get coffee to do something, there is a desire to maybe take your phone back out again because you don't know what to do with the new freedom you have. You've got all this extra time. You don't know what to do with it. And so there's this temptation to go back to what we know, to go back to what is comfortable. And so this is the question, right? Am I going to choose what is comfortable or am I going to choose what leads to greatness? And the late Pope Benedict XVI said that the world offers us comfort, but we weren't made for comfort. Indeed, we were made for greatness. And so that's the choice that we need to make in Lent, right? Am I going to choose comfort or am I going to choose greatness? Now, if we look at the Gospel of John from Sunday's readings, we're going to get this, what is a rather lengthy account of conversation that Jesus has with a Samaritan woman. And the topic at hand is water, and specifically how Jesus is going to access the water on site. She says the well is too deep, you don't have a bucket, you know, all of the essentials you need to gain access to first century water. But what's really interesting is that there is this continual difficulty in getting past like the immediate physical needs. Jesus is trying to show that there's much more than like the physical components. He says at one point that he is nourished by doing the will of his father. And there's even this funny aside where folks are saying, ah, maybe 
Maybe he has a secret stash of food we don't know about. In other words, there is this very real inability to see past the physical comforts of our life. But once this woman is able to do that, once she's able to see that there's more to it than than just the physical water, she immediately snaps into action and then says, I've got to go to town and tell everybody about this. So as we progress and continue on our Lenten journey, know that the comfort of captivity can be tempting. You can eat the sweets you want. You can jump on Instagram whenever you want. You can enjoy a hamburger again on Friday. Those are very real comforts. We can choose to go back to our former ways and enjoy those comforts. Or we can see that the physical hunger we're experiencing points us to a deeper and richer spiritual reality. Where if we do grab grab a hamburger off the line on Friday, while it tastes good in the moment, it's fleeting, gone, and that hunger comes back. But like we see in the gospel, when we turn our eyes to Christ, that nourishes us forever. When we drink deeply from the well of Christ, we do not thirst again. And so that is our task going forward. That's our task this Lent. Christ is calling us to a life of greatness, excellence. It's a very real challenge. And so our task is to rise to the challenge and know that even in our physical hunger, ultimate longings will always be fulfilled in Christ. So let's close in a prayer. Dear Lord, you know our every need. You know what makes us hunger. You know what makes us thirst. Lord, you are the root of all our desires and our desires are ultimately fulfilled in you. Give us the grace to see this. Give us the conviction to act. Give us a spirit that hungers and thirsts for you and does so knowing that one day it will ultimately be fulfilled. Amen. Amen.